Radio Python Radio with your hosts Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio. And tonight we're talking about Owen's favorite coastal carpets. With See, we were when debating. You, <laughs> when you say that most times, it's like your favorite. I just like no. This is actually my favorite. So it, yeah, this is true. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> um, we were debating uh, on how you pronounce this, and I'm probably going to mess it up as I always do. But I'm going to say <laughs> you wombi. Well, I see it. <laughs> you wombi. You fucked it up already. Yeah. Reptiles. Um, but anyway, it's Billy Hunt. Uh, he's going to be joining yep. us, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, coastal carpets and. Carpet pythons in general, some of his projects. Uh, he, I know he's did maternal incubation with chondros, and he works with some tree boas. Uh, and he was down there at the Daytona show, yes. which uh, you um, were as well. So you can get into that. I was, was, and he he had a really cool setup, and it kind of, uh, and I and I thought about it later. I'm like, it reminded me kind of of mine, and I'm like, okay, so we have similar tastes. But it was a really nice, clean setup, which was um, in the aisle he was in. It was a very nice kind of breath of fresh air uh, because there were a lot of, you know, here is my four deli cups full of corn snakes on my table. And it was like, oh, and then he's got this nice acrylic and he's got all this other stuff and he's some good looking carpets. He even had some like Jag Pondros, which I'm like, those are cool. And then like I had to go outside and like slap myself. for. <laughs> I mean... It was dangerous. So, uh, but Daytona was it was a it was a cool show. I mean, um, it's cool kind of seeing different things that are available, uh, especially in a place like Florida where you can keep a lot of animals outside for most of the year. So, I mean, tons and tons of tortoises, and uh, bigger than a lot of times when I see tortoises up here in mass numbers, they're all tiny, uh-huh. like little little itty bitty guys these guys are pretty freaking big. And apparently it's just like, Oh yes, we grabbed all the ones of the herd that were below this size and threw them in a box. I'm like the herd. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, okay. Um, oh, wow. and a lot of really healthy looking iguanas. Cause same thing goes up here. I see either very young iguanas or I see iguanas missing spikes and stuff like that. A lot of these iguanas, because they're able to be kept outside were, were, they were gorgeous. So, uh, but all in all, it was a good show. I ran into a bunch of people uh, who wanted to introduce themselves, who I got to put faces to names. And, you know, I got to I got to see KJ, Casey Cannon. I got to see uh, Ian Bissell, Alexis. Eric Kohler was down there. So uh, I got to see nice. all these guys. Um, and uh, then uh, Dennis was down there, too. So uh, it was really cool. Um, and then... Uh, uh, this one guy and I, and I and I forget how to pronounce his name, but he wanted to talk to me because apparently he's the guy who keeps uh, badgering you about when you're going to put up the second uh, video from my snake room. So mm-hmm. uh, and he's like, "You better tell Eric." I'm like, "I will get on that, sir." <laughs> like, you know, Don't you worry. So uh, yeah. But other than that, dude, it was it was a it was a cool show. It was a good show. So. That's cool. So we were chatting before the uh, um, before the show, and um, I was away with my wife celebrating Hobbit Day. Happy Hobbit <laughs> Day to everybody! 
So we went away. We went down the AC and went to Chef Ramsay's, uh, you know, uh, yeah, restaurant. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, bungalow that with all the <laughs> drinking was happening. Well, I figure the the hobbits are there. A lot of hobbits from from England, right? So you know, I, I have no idea. Scotland <laughs> in that area. I, I figured, you know, I'm gonna go with my kind and uh, you know have some hobbit food and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, you know, well, it was anyway, good, right? Yeah, I mean, like yeah. it was it was good food. Holy shit, man! Oh my god. Yeah, they, yeah. You know, it's like when you go to these places and you see things on the menu and you're like, what is that? And I told, I was telling my wife, um, I was like, you know what? We're just going to try it. Like, <laughs> just who cares? You know, if it looks like something right. that you would like or whatever, just just try it. Right. So. Right. We tried this pork belly thing like normal. I would never go and order anything called pork belly, but I'm saying, dude, that's well, like gotta be, bacon. It's got to be all... like bacon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So how no. bad can it be? Dude. Oh yeah. my God. Holy <laughs> shit. I mean, if they could make heroin into a bacon, it would be this. Uh, you want nothing amazing. but pork belly now. <laughs> I mean, it was the, it was the appetizer and I'm like, holy shit. How can it get any better than this? Just I bring mean, more of these. Is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, bacon is like the best food on the planet. If anything ever tastes good at any point, it's literally bacon is in it at, in some way or another. But uh, I get off topic. So you sent me this message. Right. And in the message, there's these baby snakes in a tub. And I'm looking right. at it. And I'm sitting there. And, you know, I'm uh, – man, I was uh, – a couple cocktails in, and I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, he bought Dominican Red Mountain Boas. What the what? What the <laughs> right. fuck is he doing, man? He hates these snakes. So and I'm like, okay. So I message you back, like, you boas? <laughs> Question mark? And you're like, yes, yeah. I'm like, D M R B? Question mark? Yes. And you're like, yes. And I'm like. Oh, I just I don't know what's going on right now. I'm like in an alternative <laughs> world or something. I, I I can't understand. Maybe I'm drunk on uh, whatever. But I, I I didn't realize that you actually uh, while you were away, your female yes. uh, gave birth to a bunch of babies. Yes. So <laughs> I, 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 I I I am so mad. Anyway, um, I I leave Florida um, at around. 9 a.m. And through a bunch of delays and all this other bull crap, I don't get back home until probably about 5 or 6 o'clock yesterday night. Okay. And I'm exhausted. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to poke my head in the snake room. I'm going to check everybody, especially the babies. Anybody who's like really dirty, I'll clean. Everybody who can wait till tomorrow will wait till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I do everybody. And just by the weird chance of how I'm moving around the room, the rack that she's in was the last rack. And I'm mm-hmm. going through, I'm like, what the hell is this freaking smell? And I'm like, I like, the, like, what's going on? I'm like, is somebody dead? And I open up her bin and I'm like, hi, honey. And I'm like, there you are. And then I see the baby and I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> And I literally said out loud, why are there little ones with you? (laughs) So I pull her out. I'm like, God damn it. And there's sheds in there, which means she must have had these babies. Like the second my foot hit the gas pedal to leave on Tuesday night, because it's because baby boas will be born and then they will shed and stuff like that. Like it goes faster than like a baby python. 
So okay. I'm like, and the sheds are all ripped up. And I, I found three babies. <laughs> I'm sorry. I found two babies initially. Right. And I'm like, okay, Epicrates will eat the stillborn. So maybe she just had a tiny litter because her last tw- litter was 20. So maybe she had just a tiny litter of live ones and a bunch of stillborns and ate so mm-hmm. I pulled the bin all the way out. There's a baby tucked behind the bin outside of the bin. There is one hole where the probe comes in that is big enough for a baby boa to slide out. Oh, okay. So I'm sitting here going, <laughs> shit. So I'm like trying to piece together sheds to figure out just how many might be in there. And right. I, I, at the end of it, I found possibly three, maybe four sheds. But that doesn't mean anything because if they got out before they shed, I don't know. So right. I had three baby boas, and all I can think about is, God damn, I, you couldn't do anything more to make this, anything to make me hate you more, and now you do this. <laughs> like, you know, now I'm just furious. <laughs> like, and so I have three baby boas. Um, they look fine. They look perfect. They look healthy. Uh, I set them up last night. And they have shed, so I put some pinkies in there with them today with some gecko scent. So we're going to see how it goes. But, like, I was furious. It's like every other person on this planet will be like, yay, babies. I'm walking around my room kicking stuff, and I'm like, god damn, fucking boas to do this to me every freaking time. So, yeah. That's awesome. It's great. But, no, I did not buy more of them. I didn't have a head injury. So Uh. I just made more. I th- I thought maybe you were going, uh, you were taking the project in a new direction or something. Well, that's the thing is, I, I messaged Rob about this, and Rob's like, "Well, this just means that people are going to start calling you the greatest boa breeder of all time for three months." I'm like, three months is generous. Matt's going to roll that <laughs> at least six." Yeah. So did you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't ask that. Did you did you, did you see Matt down there? I know he was down there. I did. Right? I oh, did okay. see Matt down there. Matt was and and Matt and I were talking a little bit, and he's like. He's like, are you going to do this? I'm like, nah, I had, I had other plans um, the night of Saturday and the night of Sunday, so I couldn't stick around and hang out with everybody. But uh-huh. he's like, you know, so I guess I'll just end up seeing you at home. I'm like, yeah, it won't be anything special. He goes, yeah. So, you know, I, I left. So, yeah, it's pretty much. Nice. But I did see Matt down there, and, uh, like, you know, uh, there were some uh, – there was a big, a huge teen egg um, male – probably bigger it'd be like if 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 i ever raised a t negative like blood like it would Uh it's like owen sized it was huge and i'm like you don't want to buy that over there and he goes no i'm like okay well (laughs) so he's like he's like i don't have cages big enough for that thing so yeah um so that's cool i uh I, I, uh, I, I was working in my snake room, right. And you know how mm-hmm. I have all these different types of pythons and whatnot. And, uh, yes, I do. You know, it's, it's <laughs> kind of like, you know, I kind of, for some reason thought that, that this whole idea would be really kind of easy, right? Like yeah. I'm thinking, well, how hard can this be? Dude, this just reaffirms 110% that, Carpet pythons are probably the easiest python to take care of. Period. Because I know, um, I, 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 
you know, it's like with these other species now you're like, it's good because, because I'm learning all these things, but yeah. like, you know, you go through this trial and error and you're like, you, you just assume that these other species are going to kind of do the same. So, you know, I was feeding, uh, yeah. and I made the mistake I fed before I went away, which is just bad. It's just, that's oh, a bad idea. You yeah, know what I mean? no. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> but again, if you feed carpets, I, I get with me, I, I have never had a carpet refuse a meal unless it's either grab it or which I don't even feed them then, but, or, right. you know, in, uh, deep in shed, even then they'll eat, but like, uh, Most I think of them, way, yeah, but, yeah. way back when I had uh, uh, an outbreak of mites, then they didn't eat, you know what I mean? So right. to me, that's yeah. like, as soon as that happens, it's like, oh shit, you know? Oh shit. Yeah. Right. You know, cause like I said, carpets, I find probably IJs to be the pickiest ones, but for the most part, in in a nutshell, once they are going, they're freaking solid, man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I come in, I feed, I'm feeding, uh, you know, I feed some short tails, I'm feeding, um, what else? And I find that liasis, that genus, mm-hmm. is very, very mm-hmm. similar to carpets in that way, you know, yes. like... They're not picky. They'll freaking eat whatever. I think it's probably the same thing. Like once you get them going, mm-hmm. there's no stopping them. So um, anyway, uh, you know, I come back in the children's python. I was like, because I was going to try to breed them this upcoming year. So I'm trying to put yeah. a little bit of size on the female. So I gave her a small rat. Well, uh-huh. she didn't eat. She didn't eat. Oh. It. Uh, the short oh. tails, they didn't eat. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, Angolan python didn't eat, um, uh. <laughs> but what they did, they 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 kind of like they kind of trick you out and they wrap it and whatnot. Oh, they so, bit and wrap again, and let it go. Yeah, again with carpets, man. They biting and wrapping, they're eating it. You know, you just gotta get them to bite and wrap it. If they do that, you're pretty much you're you're set. So, yeah. So you can imagine the smell that I came home to, and it was funny because. I think it was Warren that posted up when I, uh, you know, I, I took my wife out to a nice restaurant or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm like trying to uh, warm her up to get, uh, you know, another snake room or something like that. But uh, <laughs> if if she would have said yes when I came home, that would have changed. That would have been a no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, would've dude! Been, it would have been immediately so, rescinded. <laughs> oh my god, it smelled so bad. I felt bad I for my dogs. I'm like, oh my god! You have to sit here and smell this shit for the past day. Oh my god! But did, so, uh, did you at least get to the front door before you realized something was wrong? Because I know your snake room kind of borders your outside. Like, was it one of those you parked the truck, got out, and went, "Oh dear lord"? So, no, 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 no. I walked up the steps okay. and walked. Uh, you know, we walked through the door, and I'm like. Holy shit. And I'm thinking like a snake died. I, I'm thinking there's no, oh my God, what snake died, you know? And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like, she's like, what is that smell? <laughs> like all the windows are open and I'm spraying for breeze all over the place and nothing is working, you know? So anyway, anyway, you don't have to worry about that. Um, yeah, that is what it is. is. And, and on a side note, right before we get Billy on here, um, I just mm. want to, uh, I had a couple holdouts mm. as far as babies, uh, for this, for this year. 
And I was holding mm. off on doing this because I wanted to see how long it took him to to, uh, to eat. But uh, I used that gecko scent from uh, yeah. Rexylinx. Holy shit, man. That is liquid crack. Um, I know. I, 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 you know, put a little bit on the, on the mouse, the little hopper, put it in there. Boom. Done. Done. Yeah. I, I yeah. used it tonight. I used the gecko scent on the pinkies that I'm trying to use for the Dominican red mountain boas. And then uh, I used the frog scent because I just upped the giant Madagascan hogs to a bigger food. And mm-hmm. I want to definitely make sure they eat it. So I used it on them tonight too. It's dude. It, a couple of years ago, I would have had to be like, Oh shit. And I have to order geckos and also the crap for these three little right. babies. Now I'm just like, okay, here's your tube. So, so it's a godsend. How do you put the, do you apply it to the, to the pinky? What do you do? Rub it in your hand, like get a glove, rub nah, it in I, your hand I, or something like that. You just nah, wipe it right I, on I, there. What I do is I put the I put the pinky down on like mm-hmm. uh, I either put it down on like a piece of uh, like a index card or some paper towel. It's all folded up, and I'll mm-hmm. put like I'll just use it because it comes in a little dropper, and I'll just put yeah. two drops on the head of the pinky. Okay. Like so, yeah, that's did, where I want them. That's where I want them to go. I want them to check it out. So right. yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I just kind of like I got I put on a glove and I put some mm-hmm. like in my hand and then I just kind of like rubbed the the, the the hopper all over the the spot and then just kind of threw mm-hmm. it in there. I didn't even like tease feed it. I just left it in there and came back yeah. in the morning time and psh, gone all of them. I do the same thing and so, I'm doing feed trials with my baby breadlie. And the last time I had baby breadlie, they would not take off tongs and I had to go get live. So uh, you know if they don't eat the first couple times, I might try to do that with them too yeah we'll see anyway that's a tip for you out there wrap the links.com if you uh are having trouble with some some crazy feeders and you don't want to maybe try the reptilinks the you know that 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 juice gecko juice i think it's gecko he has frog bird uh african software lizard i think african yeah lizard. african software yeah, yeah. get so, them all just just check them all and yeah yeah, definitely, uh, definitely cool to have in the toolbox. All right, mm-hmm. uh, let's get uh, let's get Billy on here and get this going. Uh, let's see, click him on. Hey, Billy, welcome to Morelia Python Radio. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good, guys. How are you doing? Very good. Doing very all right. Good. You know, a little tired from a plane tra- plane ride, but other than that, so yeah. <laughs> but no, dude, it was uh, it was good meeting you at the. Uh, uh, Daytona show, and uh, I know we've probably ruined how to say your company name several times already on the <laughs> podcast. So why don't you go ahead and tell us how it's supposed to be done? It is Uwabami Reptiles. Aha, Uwabami. Eric, you were so wrong. So, so wrong. Uwabami. All right. I didn't hear what Eric said. What did Eric call it? Uh, uh, I don't know. I didn't put the ooh. I put. I, you didn't put the ooh. I forget how I you. said it. I'm gonna have to listen back. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't say the ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what does it mean? Yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, it it means like snake or python in Japanese. My sister came up with it. Nice. That's actually really so good. She, <laughs> yeah, I I like it. It's different and. Yeah. Uh, it was funny. Dennis actually asked me if I was. Uh, Japanese in any way, <laughs> so it was funny telling them no. I just thought it was a cool name. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, sometimes <laughs> hey, some some reptile companies like 
they really get into the naming thing, and some of them are like just lazy, and they just use their like initials. Like I don't yeah. know, E. B. Morelia. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. Top of my head. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. So, but that's really cool. Um. So, Billy, why don't you? Uh, we usually do this with everybody, especially new people. Um, why don't you tell us yeah. what got you into reptiles? Well, uh, I guess not the typical story, uh, especially okay. growing up in Florida. Uh, I just always had, like, fish and stuff like that, like pets. I wasn't really a kid to go around and herp and stuff. Mm. But uh, I ended up wanting a leopard gecko uh, in the early 2000s. And long story short, that turned into 20-some-odd lizards. and. Uh, I was actually, funny story, I was actually scared of snakes during that time. <laughs> and uh, I don't, I got into high school and I just decided I wanted something, but I didn't want, you know, a ball python or corn snake. I wanted something different. You know, I'm that guy. Mm. And uh, through my research, I ended up finding IJs and uh, researched for like six months before Daytona, I think, 2006. And went there and found one, and the rest is history, as they say. Well, you saw how many I had, so. Yeah, that was the, you had a good amount, yeah. That's good, though. Um, so, I mean, was it just kind of like, so it, what, what What drew you to Morelia, as opposed to everything else that's out there? Uh, I, as soon as I saw pictures of IJs, uh, I think it was a, a GQ animal that mm-hmm. caught my eye and I've always liked the earth tones and stuff like that. And I like that they didn't get big and everything I was reading was saying they stay about five feet and males stay smaller and all that. So I was really feeding into all that. And next thing I know, I got a, an adult male and <laughs> just kind of snowballed from there. So what led from IJs to coastals? Was it just the kind of the same thing of that? These are the earth tones, but they're bigger or was it a specific morph that pushed you in there? Uh, once I got the IJ, um, mm. I started looking more into carpets, and I saw the different color palettes and different types and everything, and then I just kind of got obsessed with everything. And in my mind, I was like, well, a six-foot snake and a seven, eight, nine-foot snake, what, what's really the difference? <laughs> and uh, once I finally got hands-on with one, I, you know, it wasn't as intimidating as I thought it was, and... Uh, yeah, I just kind of went crazy with it there for a little bit. <laughs> Potato chips. You, you can't just have one. Exactly. Anyway, but was, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, Uobami reptiles? Like, you know, when did you decide to go from just kind of keeping to breeding and what, what do you, what's your main focus right now? Cause I mean, we've, seen a lot of your pictures and you've got a lot of really cool shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Uabami officially started, uh, back in 2010. Uh, that's when I was officially out of high school and stuff. And I had a pair of snakes and all that. Uh, I really didn't put a whole effort into trying to breed the snakes I had, you know, it was an idea, but, you know, with school and trying to get other life stuff together, you know, it really wasn't my main focus at the time. So I just kind of accumulated um, animals, you know, during that time and 
it wasn't until about I think I had my first successful season in 16. That's when I had a, a jungle clutch and a green tree clutch. Okay. And uh, yeah, as far as all the different stuff I have, uh, <laughs> I just I, I see pictures of stuff. I start researching it. It I'm fascinated with these guys. Um, I know besides the carpets, that's obviously my main focus. Mm. Uh, old world rat snakes. I know, mm-hmm. you know, you and me have that in common. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, the cave racers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the cave racers. I was really excited when I could get a pair of those. Uh, Japanese rat snakes. Uh, what else do I got? Calico Chinese beauties. Uh, hypo mm-hmm. calico Chinese beauty. Uh, those are probably my favorite to look at because their patterns are just so crazy and the color palettes and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, honestly, if I had more space, I'd have a lot more stuff. It's just I'm starting to get limited with the space I have. So that's probably a good thing for the time being. Yeah, that is the unfortunate stopper for all of us is that all of a sudden we're like, damn, we're out of space. But I mean, you have um, uh, you have a uh, you have a Macots Python, correct? I have a pair now. Okay, because I think I you and I have siblings. Similar, yeah. I think you and I have siblings, and I think you have one that you know, like I would hit you over the head and take her. So you know that's <laughs> uh, yeah that 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 one that's you have a good one. So um, oh, they're uh, all good ones, right? They, I know, right? <laughs> but, but so like the expansion out from Morelia, I mean, did it happen quickly or? And it, did it happen in Python first and then with the old world rat snakes or was it kind of just everything all at once? Did you pull, did you go full Eric Burke and just start grabbing things <laughs> random in insanity? You know, what's, so. you know what's funny? I've been, uh, I used to lurk on MP. I, I never had the balls oh, to really say anything. I felt like I was, like I wasn't, uh, you know, like I didn't know enough to, you know, talk with those guys and i remember mm. when eric showed up and you know this guy <laughs> you see this guy pissed you know, everybody off everything yeah. and doing all that yeah who's this guy who's that guy <laughs> it was <Right>. pretty funny <laughs> i was Good loved in the me. beginning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah to answer your question it it all kind of happened at once i'd get some carpets and then you know i'd see an ad for Japanese rat snakes. I'd be like, oh, well, mm-hmm. those are awesome. I've been looking at those, grab those, and then kind of back and forth until, you know, you kind of look back and you're like, holy shit, you know, how many snakes did I get? <laughs> you know, what am I doing? <laughs> I had the same feeling. <laughs> yeah, I think we all Wait a minute. do that. Dear God, yeah. what have I done? <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like, I got damn. all that. I'm looking at a pair of Amazon tree bows right now thinking, what was I thinking there? Uh, <laughs> you oh, know, just God. a whole bunch of random stuff. Yeah. Like you said, well, potato chips. Exactly. Um, so why don't you give us a quick overview of what you got going on now? Because, I mean, you mentioned the carpets, the old world mm-hmm. rat snakes, and then Maclots pythons. But, like, what else is hanging out there that you're excited about in your collection? Well, I think right now, besides the stuff that I'm always posting, the Maclots are really starting to get my interest, um, mm. like, really hard. Uh, see the green trees that was like a dream snake for me when I got those that was that was pretty cool but I know I don't post those that often 
besides that, I got some radiated rats. I know those aren't too exciting, but I, I love their behaviors and stuff. When They're they display, awesome. that's, yeah, it's hard to beat those. I uh, have one of the yellow line rat snakes, the uh, Flavolinius. Okay. Those are, you know, those are cool too. Uh, besides that, just a shit ton of carpets. <laughs> yeah, you just, can't nice complain about that. I mean, I, I and, yeah, I mean it's the dream, you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely happy I got all the carpets I do. Plans to get more. Good. And the uh, you had the were they jag pondros? Yes, yes. Okay. I had some jag pondros uh, this past weekend uh, okay. at the show, and those are really cool funny everybody was asking me well what did you do how did you do it and when i explained to them how it happened you know it's kind of like oh so you just got really lucky i'm like oh <laughs> i guess i mean i guess you want to say that but <laughs> give I mean, me some I'm credit not, please it's i like, know right know. something yeah, i talked to a green tree guy and he's he has like i don't know five or six pairs and he can't get any of them to go and i told him you know the advice i was given and he just kind of looked at me you know like i was crazy because he's one of those guys that has to micromanage every little element you know he's like what oh, yeah. do you do for food cycling and temperature cycling and humidity and this and that and i told him what i did he was kind of like rolled his eyes at me i'm like all right well yeah and try it if you want it worked for me i don't know what to tell you well, did you tell him the moves in when you were being because that's important too <laughs> <laughs> cool so, yeah, no I was, I was actually uh y'all remember aussie john off of mp a while yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. John Webb, he's here in I think Central Florida, like Gainesville or something. I was talking uh-huh. to him one day, and he told me just to since we're here in Florida, it's like the the best place, I guess, to breed these guys. He said just whatever room they're in, just crack open a window when the temperature cools down a little bit and pair them together. And sure as shit, I get locked every time I do it. <laughs> so that makes wow. that makes a hell of a lot of sense because you're using. It does, yeah. It's what Eric and I keep telling everybody up here, at least, is use the weather outside to your advantage. Don't try to fight it. So, right, that's that's good advice. So, yeah, yeah. I've told that guy a couple times now, and I hope he tries it because I feel like it'd work because we're in the same area, you know. But he'll find out one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 there's many ways to skin the horse so, or cat or yeah, whatever the for hell. Sure. Yeah, so it, there's a lot of different ways it can be done. So, so, uh, so you you say on your uh, that IJs are your main focus. Coastals coming, you know, close second as far as carpets go. Uh, you know, what mm-hmm. do you what are your IJ projects? Are you working with specific lines or just you know the more? I have a I have a few granites. Uh, I really like the granite gene, so I'm probably going to work with that a lot. Uh, I got a good sized group of farm bred IJs from Dan a couple years ago. Uh, I know a couple guys got some of those. So I definitely uh-huh. have a lot of ideas I want to do with those guys and hoarding those. Uh, I got a couple more from uh, Stephen Katz this past year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so I have some really nice ones from him. He definitely hooked me up. And uh, I think the one I got the, the animals from Joe Bevington. Uh, mm-hmm. I forget off the top of my head exactly what they are. I think there's like some GQ and pen stuff going on there. 
but they're really nice examples. I know every time I post pictures of the female, everyone goes crazy over them. So yeah, he's uh, the female, do. the female that uh, produced um, the ti- that I bred with the tigers is from that from him, and actually have the parents from that. But Luke produced that clutch. I produced this oh. what the third time with that clutch. So that's pretty cool. I think so. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. So then I got, yeah, I got the uh, babies from your female then from there. Nice. So nice. That's cool. Um, so so like, what's your? Like I mean, you guys always. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, just like you, just like you guys always say. There's a. Uh, so I listen to this show all the time. Uh, there's hmm. so much potential with the IJs, you know, the different color palettes and stuff, and you know, just hoping to get in that game and <laughs> see what I can do to bring out some of the stuff that we're not seeing right now or that Eric's not showing us yet. <laughs> well, that, I can't talk about that. I mean, he like, <laughs> warned me to secrecy, but it, it is the, and the other part is that the IJ is the only one where people who are excited about it, you have the untapped potential of wild caught IJ. So if you're into IJ and you really want to get involved and you don't have any like straight out of you know Papua New Guinea like wild ones yet it's like you should really do that because that's what I would do at least so yeah it's, it's such a good resource we have you know and you mm-hmm. can get them I'm pretty sure the ones I got from Dan they had their first sheds and meals with me like they were Jesus. bright red when I got them like they were mm-hmm. super tiny so I mean if you're going to do it and you know they're healthy and stuff that's the way to go for sure. Yeah. I mean, for, you know, you've heard me probably talk about it on the show, but there's, I mean, that you can go high yellow, you can go, you know, melanistic, you can go, you know, I call it like chocolate. You can go striped, you can go bandit. I mean, just, there's just so many directions that you could get. I mean, you could just have your whole entire collection of, at least I could, of IJs and still <laughs> have tons of projects, you know, I mean, oh, I'm yeah, telling you, man, for sure. Ten years from now, people are going to be all about them, and probably at that time they'll close down uh, importation. So yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I've been hearing that. Be... I've, I've been hearing that might be a possibility sooner rather than later. So it I'm is. I'm curious to see how that pans out. I mean, there's a lot of people who are worried that all the rules that are going on over in the UK will eventually trickle into the United States, and then we'll have Indo lost to us. And yeah, if that happens we're screwed. <laughs> it's like all that stuff yeah, we wanted, all the stuff we took for granted is gone. And then I'll never get my Duns pythons and I'll be very sad. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's like, we can't learn our lesson, right? We have to keep making the same mistakes over and over and keep losing animals to the hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then yeah, stop. So as far as the granites go, I mean, you know, that's the, uh, mm-hmm. what's your, what's your direction with that? What are you trying to do with that? Uh, well, I definitely want to outcross. Uh, I have animals that originated from Eric Kreider. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I reached out to him not too long ago and told me he got his stuff from Holland, you know, way back when and all that. So definitely want to outcross those because I have all these farm bred IJs. Might as well use some for that. Uh, and I have a, a caramel jag head granite that I play around plan on pairing uh, to a granite this year uh, to okay. do some more stuff. Just, you know, it's kind of seeing what comes out. I just 
you know, just kind of outcross them and see what this more stuff goes into and kind of go from there. Cool. See what pops out. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Awesome. <clears throat> Is there any, uh, you know, carpet projects that you don't have that you would be looking to get into? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Loaded question. Right? Yeah, that was no, right? that, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the bad <Jeez>. question. <laughs> um, well, after seeing what comes to mind after seeing your Cape York carpets, the patterns on those things are ridiculous. Oh, That'd be amazing to have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, those are. <laughs> That's definitely the the front runner, uh, and just different morph things. I'm starting to really like the zebra granite stuff. Uh, okay. If I could work that in, that'd be cool. After seeing, I think you posted a picture of one of your just plain zebra granites from that crazy clutch you had, mm-hmm. and uh, it just really did it for me. That kind of crazy pixelated pattern, that and stripes. Those two things. If a snake has that or both of those things, I. I can't help myself. I got to take it. <laughs> oh, and he's like the perfect mix of me and you. <laughs> I, I, it's, I don't, I don't, I didn't want to say it, but you're, you're right on there. So like, I've, I've, I've a fear. This is what Morelia will turn into. If we continue yeah. the show, I think we have to end it tonight, but um, <laughs> it's, but it's funny because it's like uh, the Cape Yorks are one of those things that you can appreciate on with pictures, but then when you get them in front of you, you're like, holy crap. It's some of those things like you really need to see in hand with Cape Yorks and Brisbane's, they kind of draw you in with a picture. And then after you see them in person, you're like, why don't I have these? So I can only imagine. So I'm really excited for about eight to 10 years from now when Eric actually lets some go that maybe I can get in (laughs) (laughs) and have in my collection. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can it, 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 imagine if you're like me and you see them all the time and you're like, do it, do it, right. like, just breed them. And he's like, I don't know, I like this IJ, and you want to just like <laughs> pull your hair out. <laughs> yeah, so. it's uh, it's it, it, this will give you an idea of how cool it is as, as far as at least for me. Like, so you know, I Paul sends me a box. In the mm. box is hypo hypo caramel. And coastals, and then Cape Yorks, yeah. and as much as I like the hypos, I'm not downplaying them at all. I was more jazzed about the Cape Yorks because I'm like, wow, <laughs> Cape York carpets. And you know, I hear everybody's like, but there's hypos right there. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But Cape York carpets, man. All right, <laughs> you know. All right, I- I'm so. coming to get the hypos because clearly you don't appreciate them like you're supposed to. So. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's I'll, I'll be over that's later. Yeah, exactly. this is some bullshit. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you, it's crazy. But uh, but cool. So you know, obviously, that's some some cool projects you have going on with the IJs. But what about coastal carpets? I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're the two species to me that are, or I should say, subspecies, I guess, that are the underdogs of the carpet world. I mean, you know, the earth tone animals. But you got some amazingly striped. I mean, you know, the Peterson stuff, which I I don't know of anybody else besides me and you that you really see that <laughs> anymore. I mean, so tell us, like, how yeah, did you get it? How did you sure. get them and all that kind of stuff? So the Peterson stuff, uh, when I finally got my my first place, uh, 
I guess it was kind of my first big purchase, if you want to call it that. I got a really nice striped female from Shay. And, um, mm. like, she's she's the female that I bred this year. She, uh, you know, solid dorsal stripe, lateral stripes are perfect, you know, all the way down to the last couple inches of her tail. There's no none of that speckling you usually see on the Peterson stuff. Uh, and I just, later that year, I, I reached out and, is when he was getting out of it, and he's like, hey, I got this last male, you know, if you want him. And I was like, well, yeah, sure. So I ended up getting him. That was uh, the one you saw at the show, Owen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yep. uh, yeah, and I just was – I wrote stuff up slow. I'm not trying to, you know, win the race or anything like that. My snakes, I'm not going to win any race anyway. But uh finally got her up to size this year and put them together and – you know, got got eggs and everything, and it's funny you say the whole hypo and Cape York thing. I had Jagpondro eggs that like were going perfect, and I'm more excited about this Peterson stripe clutch. <laughs> and half of it goes bad. You know, mold takes over. Uh-huh. Then I end up with three that died full term in the egg. One hatched oh. out, two headed, and oh. I ended up only ended up with four you know viable babies but i ended up with two pairs which you know i was really happy about that because you know, now i have some more that i can play around with mm-hmm. but uh yeah just kind of like what eric was saying i you know apparently nobody's really working with them anymore or they don't know they have them or they just cross them all to stuff i don't know I th- but i think the unfortunate thing is a lot of the peterson stripe stuff has been crossed with tiger so much because I have a female tiger that's parents or her father was a Peterson stripe, but you can't tell because she looks so much like a tiger. It's ridiculous. So, and a lot of the times I find with the Peterson stripe, the stripes maybe weren't as broad on the back. And you also had that uh, potential for that other stripe going down the back because Eric has one that was produced by Kyle that I gave him that mm-hmm. you got some stuff from Kyle too. And that he had some Peterson stripe in there too. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff kicking around where I think you're right, where people might not even know that a lot of their tiger stuff does have Peterson stripe blood in there. So I don't know. Yeah. It's un it's unfortunate because it's, you know, a whole line that, you know, is so close to being lost and, I mean, they're amazing animals. I, every time I look at them, I mean, they're not flashy. They're not the brightest things. But for mm-hmm. whatever reason, they just do it for me. And this first year, this, these two pairs that I got out of this pair, their dorsal stripes, they're pretty broad. And they go all the way down. Like the striping in these animals, it's obviously been selectively bred for a lot of generations. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to get some pictures of those up soon. It's kind of been That's... slacking on that. That's definitely the thing, because you think about it, a lot of times with these uh, morphs just envelop a line, because, I mean, M-Pen Coastals, a lot of them were enveloped into Jag and Tiger and stuff like that, and Mm -hmm. I think Peterson Stripe is very close to doing the exact same thing, if not for people like you, Eric, and, you know, probably maybe one or two other people that I don't know about who are trying to keep it separate from Tiger. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that's why I'm going to stay on Eric, so when he does finally breed his, <laughs> that, uh, I'll make sure I get a couple. Yeah, Welcome it's, uh, to my world. 
Probably, uh, probably this upcoming year. You know, Just hopefully, they're big yeah, enough. I look forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So cool. Um, what I mean, are you working with any other uh, carpets as far as uh, jungles or anything like that? I think I've seen some jungles on your page and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm also uh, going back to the stripe stuff. Just can't stay away from it. I got a stripe jungle project. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. That working on and uh still first generation with them i uh, got some decent stripes you know you know how it goes with any polygenic trade it it takes time so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, i know owen saw some of them yes this weekend so they're getting there well it's not for it's for a first generation with the polygenic stuff sometimes you know I don't know what to say anymore because sometimes people hit a home run and they're like, oh, my God, my head albinos all have stripes. And then when I try to copy them with Xanax, I look like an idiot. So it's like – and I don't get any stripes. So I don't know. But your jungles were pretty damn striped for first-generation stuff. So I'd say you're on pretty much on point there. Uh, We'll see. We'll see what the future holds. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. So here's a question as far as striped jungles go. Um, usually when you okay. see striped jungles in the States, they have uh, a lot of tipping. Are you a fan of that, or are you trying to breed that away from that? Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, yes. No, I, I, I like both question. looks. I have, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have two holdback females right now from my first clutch two years ago that okay, I'm okay. raising up. And one, one is you know more clean. The tipping isn't as heavy on her. And then the okay. other one, like it has this real granite looking something, especially on the back half of her, on her, you know, the lateral sides and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people would say, oh, that's muddy, that's ugly, you know, whatever. But for whatever reason, this particular snake just does it for me. And I don't know if I can reproduce that. I I guess I'd have two separate things going on with the striped jungles. I, um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah, so I have one. both both lines. Both do two projects, you know. Why, yeah, Lean why not? What's another clean. project, right? Yeah, what the <laughs> hell? Not my snake room. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I, I I I'm I like both. It's not that I don't like both, but then when you see what the what the you know the people are doing down in Australia with them, and you see that like solid yellow and black stripe, like it's like perfect. And you know what I mean? The black is black oh, yeah. and the yellow is yellow. You're like, holy shit. All right. <laughs> I mean, in, in a perfect world, I'd love to get to that. But I know that we're very, very far away from that. But one day, one yeah. day we'll get there. Somebody I think it's, fun, it's funny that, like, of all the people working with jungles, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're probably, I would say, would you guys agree, probably the most, uh, you know, uh, Worked with carpet python would be my guess. Um, yeah, yeah for sure. The most selectively bred and everything. You would think that we'd already be somebody you know, would have stripes. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, you don't, yeah, that's the problem. And I hate to break it to everybody out there who says that they're very picky about their jungles and they want stuff that nobody else has. We all have the same shit because <laughs> there's only so many here. So it's like that may be part of it too. Is that everything that we're working with leans towards leans away from striped. But also I I think we were closer 
to getting fully striped jungle carpets before Jag hit. So Jag hit, and then everybody just goes towards getting 88% jungle jags. And, you know, now that's kind of muddying those waters. So, But I think I wouldn't say that we had a bunch of really nicely striped jungle carpet lines uh, in the early 2000s. You know, I remember it was Skunk was a line. Uh, Skunk Flower. Yeah. Yeah. There were a few of those things. Yeah. There was a few of that stuff. And then either those founder animals died or uh, just, you know, people started turning away from those projects to other projects. And those animals that were of the striped line were used for a Jungle Jag project or this project. And, you know, we just kind of went away from it. So... Yeah, Jag just ruined everything. God damn it! <laughs> just Speaking of Jag, you have a 2016 Tiger Jag on your Facebook page, which is just unbelievable. Yes. The color I is love just. That. I saw that animal. Was that the animal that you had at the show? Yes, it was. I had to show her. I a loved bit. that animal. I lo- dude, like Eric, that thing was like classic, classic Tiger Jag. Like yeah. in every sense of the word, and I'm like, I, it was gorgeous. I loved that thing, and you know, I have a soft spot for freaking tiger jags, so that was great. That was a good one. So, what's the story with that one? That one is actually look on her card. Uh, she is a coastal tiger jag to a Russian red tiger. Nice. Okay. Uh, she was Wait. she was one of the ones from. <laughs> I she was uh, part of the remnants that you left of Kyle's collection. Oh damn it! <laughs> the one I didn't get from Kyle. It's like you know, I got all yeah, the I other kept, ones. <laughs> yeah, I kept uh, I kept bugging him and hey, what else you got? What else you got? And you know, every time he. would show me something else that was cool too and I'm like hey man are you holding out on me like <laughs> let me know what you got like let's, let's do show this. me all of them <laughs> yeah so I got I got a lot of snakes from him I uh that's why my coastal projects definitely you know got a little better because I got a lot of stuff from him yeah cool so, and that, what and about good stuff too because Kyle was uh east coast up here with us and then he sent everything down to Florida. So, yeah, that's good stuff. You have, like, yeah. uh, another one that stuck out to me. This is a coastal carpet, and it's on eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming it's from this year because it says April 2nd. But um, she's got, like, that, like, the portholes in the side, but she has, like, not really brown. It's almost like a grayish brown. What's what's the deal with that one? Do you know what I'm yeah, talking that's, about? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's River. She's uh Funny, funny story about her. I got her at the local show here in Tampa mm-hmm. uh, from one of the reptile shops, and she was being sold as a tiger. And mm-hmm. you know, I asked the usual questions. You know, where'd she come from? Do that. Like, oh, she came in six months ago. That's all I know. Mm. Well, she was in shed, and I just really like the stripe on her. Like I was saying, it, I see a stripe, I can't say no. And uh, I bring her home. And she sheds out, and that's what I see. And I'm like, holy shit, 
I hit the jackpot. Like the <laughs> snake is like, I know I don't know the background going back 20 years on it, but you know, holy shit, the snake is nice, you know? So, um, I, I took, whenever I take her outside and take pictures in natural sunlight, the sides on her are just so light, you know, like that gray you're talking about just pops. And, uh, yeah, she made some really nice babies this year. Definitely, awesome. definitely happy with her. Yeah, that's a that's a really cool looking snake. You know, um, I always like that kind of look. It's almost like I would bet at times it almost looks lavender ish. If you you know what I mean, like is oh yeah, yeah yeah. She sometimes I look in the cage and I'm like, is this the same snake? Like, <laughs> did another one sneak yeah. in there and she take a break or right? Yeah, she's. Yeah, she's a nice one. Yeah. That's cool. Um, all right. Uh, what else was I? Uh, so as far as, um, I don't know, any other projects that, uh, you know, coastal carpet-wise that you're psyched you're about in the next with? couple of years? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do some Russian stuff hopefully this year. Nice. Uh, yeah, I got a, a female that is, She's going to be ready. And I got another male. Of course, they're all from Kyle. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're Russian tigers crossed with Balin tigers. Uh, okay. If they're from Kyle, yes, because I think they're either the parents of my one tiger or related somehow. So, yeah, I think you're yeah, on I think point they're, with that. They're 15. Yeah, they're 15s. Yeah. So, yeah. So really excited about that. Uh, I got Nova Guineas. Um, nice. Yeah, those are. What do you think about them? I'm, I freaking love these things. I, <laughs> like I don't know why no like everybody doesn't have these. Like they're so chill. Um, I got two females again from Kyle. I pretty much could just say I got my whole collection from Kyle. Collection from Kyle. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got a male this past year from uh, Lance Weaver. Over on the West Coast, yeah, and yeah, man, when yeah. yeah, when I opened up the box and I, I saw them just the, they almost look, almost exotic looking, kind of like they're just so different, you know, compared to what you would think they look. They're just the colors on them just are crazy. And they look like jags, but they're not jags, and I, I'm excited to uh, to breed them. I told I met Kohler this past weekend too. And I told him I'm going to be his competition here in the next couple of years with the Nova Guinea. So, <laughs> yeah. Had a good nice. laugh about that. Of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're cool animals. I, you know, they're super chill. Uh, you know, the story behind them is really cool. And it's just, like I said, I don't know why everybody doesn't have at least a pair. Mm. Yeah. You got this crazy type of, uh, you know, could be carpet that, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's, I, I just think it's so cool that, you know, nobody seems to care probably because they're not flashy, but they have some really cool patterns and stuff. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, very, was, very uh, I don't know if he, I don't know if he'd want me to say, but I'll, I'll say it anyway. Go for it. Uh, when I was talking to, yeah, right. Let's put everyone there out. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to Lance. He actually hashed one out that was red. It was red like really? an IJ would be. Yeah, really? just one lone one in his clutch. And uh, I need to contact him to see how that one turned out. Because 
at first he was going to sell it to me, and then he's like, oh, wait, I think I want to keep this one back. And I'm like, hey, man, you can't dangle that in front of me. And not, <laughs> you know? Like, Whoa, so, now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know what's up with that. But, you know, like we were saying, not enough people work with them to really have a lot of clutches to refer back to and see if that's, you know, something that goes on with them or is that just a random thing or, you know, who knows. Yeah. Yeah. But, very cool. Hmm. All right. So, uh, I mean, your dad, you, do you work at all with uh, Derek's line uh, that he has of uh, NGs? Uh, no, I don't. You think I would, me being so close. But, uh, right. Yeah. No, I just have the, the Europe line stuff at gotcha. this point. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. All right. Um, Another one that stood out to me with crazy, I mean, we want to talk about stripes, but you have an animal, mm-hmm. uh, I think you named it Max, another tiger jag maybe? Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, that's, thing just, that's, just a, that's just a regular coastal jag. Uh, oh, no shit. <laughs> Once again, bought, that was the one that started my whole Kyle fiasco. Mm. Okay. I can see why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. And uh, it was actually produced by Kohler. He produced that ah. one. It was a uh, caramel to a coastal jag, but the coastal jag was known to throw like really funky pattern jags. And uh, I think, like I know on my page, I made some albums of my breeders to, you know, just have that information out there. And I think I put one of the uh, caramel jags that was hatched out in that clutch in his little album thing there and that thing was crazy Kohler was even saying he's like if I can get my hands on those things again like I'm scooping those things back up because they were phenomenal mm-hmm. but, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I just shared uh, the picture from your Facebook over page over on the chat and so people could check it out but it's really nice. cool Re- really really cool pattern on that yeah. thing yeah so, yeah, he has like yeah. a stripe that goes all the way down, and then it it stops, and then he has like these kind of reduced bands that just go across his back. It's mm-hmm. like it's just all random, but yeah, he's a nice snake, yeah. that's for sure. So. Right, that's awesome. very cool. So, I guess Billy, what would um, I, I mean, we we talk a lot about keeping animals being that we're in the East coast, I mean, how do things affect you differently being down in Florida? I mean, how, how, how do you go about keeping carpet pythons? Uh, well, I never have to worry about humidity. I definitely don't worry about that. <laughs> That's some, yeah. When I hear you guys always talking about that or guys, you know, out West, you know, or Colorado or whatever, I'm like, man, I'm so happy I don't have to deal with that shit. <laughs> that is a non-issue. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's always pretty warm here, so it's pretty easy to keep a snake room, uh, you know, where it needs to be. It's not too hard. The thing that I have the biggest issue with, mm. which is why I haven't produced any yet, is getting these damn rat snakes <laughs> cool enough. Cold enough? That's yeah. The, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the thing that, you know, like, do I have to go buy a fridge and do it that way? or I don't know, but for the carpets, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. Uh, keep my room around... It bounces from like 78 to 82, 83, and then I give them hot spots around 85, 86, and they're good to go. 
haven't had any issues yet. Okay. So is that something you kind of need to watch out for is, I mean, I know Eric and I are always a little bit more concerned in the winter time of what the temps might become if everything breaks is your concern what the temp will become kind of more in the summertime? Because, I mean, you guys get some yeah, hot days it, down there. It, yeah, so definitely it can get hot. Uh, mm-hmm. The good thing here is that when it's really hot, like during the summer, it also rains every day. So okay. that helps cool it down too. Um, I've never, knock on wood, I've never had to deal with, you know, a power outage where it got super hot or anything. I was very fortunate this past year with the hurricane. Uh, we mm-hmm. didn't lose power or anything, so that was a good thing. But if that would have happened, yeah, I definitely would have been worried about uh, it getting too hot. It, it can get hot up here. That's for okay. sure. So what are you keeping everybody in? Are you a rack guy, a cage guy, a mixture of both, or, um, you know, 20-gallon long tanks with a lamp on top? Tell us what's <laughs> going on. Oh, jeez. You know. No, was, <laughs> he went there. The, I did. That, yeah. Yeah. I guess I look like an aquarium guy when you met me. Um, Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you know, Eric's got aquarium. So, I mean, let's, yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, I have uh, ARS racks. Oh, nice. With my grow outs and the uh, 7030 model. That's why I have some of the, you know, bigger stuff that's in between maybe needing a cage or not. And then I have all my breeders that are bigger in uh, AP cages. I have the the ones that are 18 inches tall. I forget what model they are, like 12s or something, 15s. Mm. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I just keep them. In, I keep them in racks until they need to be in cages pretty much okay. what I've been going with so far. And okay. run heat panels with the cages. Uh, those things are a godsend. Uh, mm-hmm. And the ARS racks, they come with their own, you know, heating systems and stuff that work perfectly. So, um, yeah, I definitely Very upped cool. my game when I got the uh, ARS racks. That's when I was like, all right, if I'm getting serious. I need to stop <laughs> doing this homemade nonsense and, you know, really, really do it. So That was your step up. Yeah. 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 All been there. Um, but so, I mean, I know we talked, uh, so how do we, how do you go about doing your breeding? Because like I said, a big thing for me and Eric, at least is the temperature drop that comes with winter. I mean, do you mm-hmm. guys even have that large of a temperature drop? And like, how do you push your guys into the breeding mode? Uh, what I've been doing is I'm really at the mercy of, uh, the outside temperature. Like mm-hmm. when I said I did the whole thing with the green trees, just cracking the window, mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing that for everything, honestly. And uh, I just wait for either a storm to come through or if we finally get, you know, we joke around, say we get a three-day winter, it'll be cold for three days, and then it's back to 80, 90 degrees. Uh, just try to work with that the best I can. And it's worked out for me so far. Yeah. Uh, I definitely, I'm not super methodical, you know, because it's, I'm not set up to drop the whole room itself or anything like that. You're, you know, just whatever it does outside, that's what I'm doing here. You know, it's, that's how I go about it. I try not to make it too, too tech. Too complicated. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No, right. no micromanaging. But, uh, so I guess 
do you kind of just wait until you get one of those little cold snaps and then throw boys in with girls, or is it let everybody ride it out and then introduce? Or like I know with Eric and I, if there's a winter storm coming, you rush home and you make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be. Um, do you kind of do that if you hear that it's going to get a little bit cooler? Yeah, yeah, I'll try to do that. I try what I've been doing, which I might push it back a little bit. I've been starting in like mid October, end of October. That's when I'll start, uh, you know, start holding back feedings and get, you know, make sure they're empty and everything. And then, you know, just kind of wait for the temperature to start dropping a little bit. You'd be surprised how much uh, activity I'll get here when it just drops, you know, maybe 10 degrees. Mm hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually, it's nice to that they do that for me. But uh, yeah, just and I just put them together and like my Peterson male, he's a older, bigger guy, and I've put him in first uh, this past season, and she was the last one to lay. Like I, I was convinced he was broken. Like I was seeing locks, <laughs> I was seeing interest, and of course, it's the one clutch that I'm the most excited about. Like I said, of course. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that well, always right? works. And yeah, and uh, yeah, just I don't know what what triggered him. I know I put a a shed in from another male. I, I mm. saved a couple sheds and uh, you know sprayed it down a little bit and threw it in there and it worked out. So you know, hopefully it doesn't give me any issues this year. That's one of my favorite tricks. So, you so know, simple, yeah. So simple. Yeah. You don't have to worry about yeah. combating and all that. And yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so obviously, with breeding, then comes eggs. Uh, mm-hmm. You do entirely maternal incubation because I know there's something on here that says "mi with chondros," which means that happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> or so, do you have an incubator setup? All right. So. We'll get into that. The uh, the first year I bred, 16, mm. Mm. I got eggs from my jungle female, and then I got eggs from my green tree female. Well, my incubator was not not working. It, like, would not stop going over 100. And oh. I'm like, <laughs> absolutely not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so uh, I got lucky. <laughs> I put the eggs back with the females, and uh, they went right back on them, and they they did it for me you know it was pretty cool especially with the green tree it was my first time breeding those things and first time getting eggs and all that and of course i'm a nervous wreck the whole time so i'm like oh man mm-hmm. you know did i mess up with did, were the eggs in the incubator when it spiked were they there too long was you know but it ended up working out i got a i got a lot of babies from both clutches uh Definitely learned the hard way how difficult it is to get green trees to start feeding. Uh, <laughs> that was a nightmare. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that wasn't fun. But uh, yeah, this past year I decided, you know, I worked on my incubator a little more and got it figured out and ended up doing all artificial. And okay. Uh, I want to ask you guys a question, actually. Uh, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my jungles that I hatched out from maternal incubation two years ago, mm. they were so docile. They were like, I could do anything with them, whatever. 
And these ones the past year that I did artificial, those things were the spawn of Satan, oh. like straight out of the egg. I wasn't sure if there was if anyone's noticed any correlation with that, or it's just the luck of the draw, hmm. or why? Why? Why um, you got to do no. this? You're gonna tear the NPR studio apart because <laughs> he's gonna be on one side of this fence, and I'm gonna stand on the other side of this fence, and then we're just gonna fight. So well, y'all said I'm a split between both of you, right? So this is. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna go. So, um, I go ahead, Owen. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, I've never seen. <laughs> what it would be like with animals from maternal incubation. So I don't know. <laughs> so, Got no balls. <laughs> shut up. Oh, okay. so, um, I would also say that I had um, jungles last year that were a little bit, they were calm as hell until they hit about a year old and then they got snappy with me. And then this year from a repeat pairing, I have one, baby that went the distance and she's calm as shit but she hasn't hit that one year mark so i don't know what the hell she's gonna do so Hmm. i would say it probably varies eric is now going to tell you that um like because (laughs) the mom is like hissing into the eggs that they're all very nice (laughs) and calm because mommy reads her reads some stories or something so i would not say such a thing however okay that's interesting that you brought that up Shut up. Because <laughs> Owen often says how aggressive my carpets are. They're like, <laughs> but everything that he's gotten so from evil. He's like, they're evil. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Mean. He's like, they're just straight up mean. They don't like me. I don't know. They're trying to kill me or whatever. I don't know. Trying to end NPR some, some way or somehow. But, Eric's um, chosen his assassins well. So yeah, <laughs> of course, of course, because uh, he wants nothing to do with maternal incubation. He has never gotten a baby from any of my maternally incubated clutches. So uh, I don't know. Okay. Hey, that's only because you 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 maternally incubate the ones you like. So it's all like what your IJ clutches. I only get the you know yeah, coastal I've ones. Done, I've done some coastal stuff too. Yeah. All right, whatever. But <laughs> it's just funny, you know. I, I mean. I don't know if I, 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 the one thing that I notice with them, just internal incubation, I, they just, they feed better. So yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I, and we also, and that might be cause like I was thinking about this the other day, you and I, Eric, were talking about how um, we didn't cut any eggs this year. We waited for everybody to pip on their own Yeah, and how everybody came out bigger, ready to roll that we've had, a lot of non-headaches with feeding this year. So I want to say that possibly the ones that are maternally incubated because mom lets them pip on their own, just start slicing the second, the first one pips, <laughs> um, they come out better and stronger and stuff like that. So it's almost like if the people who do artificial would just cool their jets a little bit, maybe you'd start getting, you'd start seeing that gap between the two bridged or those theories kind of be kind of tossed out the window of like this ones are fat fatter and better and stronger and stuff like that. So I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So um, yeah, the red tiger. Uh, yeah. What was I going to say? So maternal incubation, I mean, did you, you've done it with 
just chondros or with chondros and carpets as well? You said it's jungle uh, too, right? Yeah, Jungles, right? yeah, I did it that okay. year. I did it with my jungle female and my uh, green tree female. Well, real, so, real quick, how how yeah. long were they away from the eggs? Because you said you pulled the eggs, tried to artificially incubate them, and then put them back in with their mother. No, it was just it was just like two days, maybe. It wasn't super long. Still, it's That's two still days. Long, I mean, long enough for that. Yeah. 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 I I mean, I was happy that they wrapped them right away. (laughs) That's for sure. Especially the green tree, because we keep hearing from green tree breeders about how they have to lock the mother in with the eggs for her to take care of them. And yours went like right to them. I, yeah, I don't know. She's, uh, she's also the one that bred with a carpet this year and (laughs) gave viable eggs too. So, I don't know, man. <laughs> I wish I had the answer to that. Apparently she's good. So, all right. Yeah. Did you do – I'm just curious on your setup as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, with uh, chondros sort of being super sensitive or so people say, you know, I, I've never bred them, so I don't know. But um, it seems like when people breed them, you know, trouble happens. So – I mean, did you do anything special going into it, or I'm just curious about that? Uh, honestly, no. My, I'm sure anybody that listens to this is probably gonna go nuts, but uh, I kind of neglect my my chondros. You know, they're kind of there. I give them their their little hot spot and make sure they have clean water. I really don't do too much uh, extra with them. Uh, as far as when I was breeding them. Like I said, mm-hmm. I just kept doing the same thing I was doing. I did the little window trick John told me about, and that was it. With yeah, within a couple of days, I see him, you know, locked, you know, on the perches and stuff, and I'm getting the locks, and then I saw the ovulation, and maybe I'm just a super lucky guy. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I'm cool with that. You, you know? Yeah, here would be the next question. Um, do you? I mean. As far as, uh, you know, the egg box set up, humidity, uh, well, I guess being in Florida, maybe you don't have to, like you said, you don't have to worry about humidity. But, I mean, it seems like you put just uh, some moss in there, and did you lock it? That's all it was. That's it. I just Hmm. put some moss. I have them in the, it's like the roughneck totes or something, like kind of the more heavy-duty ones. Cut a hole in the top and let her do the rest. All in the how many days did she incubate them? What was the time frame? I think they both were 62. They both were at 62. Okay. Wow. And I got, I think I got 17 eggs from her, the green tree. And I think only three eggs didn't go. They died full term. The rest of them were ready to go. Wow. Now, did you see any difference in uh, the feeding trials with those guys? Or I think you said earlier that it was a pain in the ass, but. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yeah. They, they don't want to eat. <laughs> and, uh, they don't want to live. They don't want to eat my, my experience. Right? Yeah. In my experience. Yeah. They didn't want to eat. Um, I'm definitely going to look into what I heard you guys talking about before I came on, the scenting that Ripped Links has. Uh, I don't know they have that. So, because what I've been doing with, especially these Jack Pondros and Car Pondros this year, 
Uh, I've been fencing with quail, you know, to get them started. Uh, and I've had really good luck with that. Uh, hmm. So okay. There's some something, something to that, but as long as they're eating, I'm I'm cool with whatever I got to do. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the other question that I'm curious about when it comes to chondros. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's your feeding regimen with them? I mean, are you? I know you say you kind of set and forget. Is it same with feeding? Yeah, I I definitely don't want to overdo it. I have a pretty mm-hmm. uh, pretty crazy work schedule, so nothing in my collection has a set regimen as far as you know. Oh, you have to eat every Saturday. I'm not set up to do that. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I might do every two three weeks with them because they're they're well over five six years old. You know, at this point, so there's no reason to pound them every week with food or every two weeks. No. Right. So, okay. Yeah, they're pretty. Cool. So, they're pretty rock solid. It's it's funny because when I got them, I you know, like most people already think, oh man, these things are so hard to keep alive, and you know, you got to mm-hmm. do this, got to do that. And as time went on, I you know, just kind of got more relaxed, more relaxed, and I, they're just like you guys say. I think they're just really in tune with the rhythm of the room in here, you know, and mm-hmm. they're just they're just going with it now. Okay, cool. So did they, when you bred them, did they breed in the wintertime, or did you do it at a different time? Um, yeah, it was the wintertime, same time my carpet's Winter time. Okay, yeah. cool. Awesome. All right. I think, you know, I know a lot of, like, it seems like with uh, chondro breeders, they're, like, real meticulous. And to a certain extent, I guess you have to be um, with those eggs because they're a little bit on the sensitive side. But, uh, you know, everybody's afraid to do maternal incubation. When I was flipping through your Facebook page, I was like, how the hell did I miss this? Holy <laughs> shit, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> it it was really cool. You guys would have made fun of me if you saw me in here when, uh, when that was successful. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> no, it's Owen normal. Yeah. I mean, Owen makes fun of everything. So, yes. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah. So, what was the chondra? What was the pairing? It was biox. Is it a biox? Uh, I was told, you know how that goes. I was told she was a sorong, and uh, my male okay. is a sorong as well. So that's okay. what I'm going with. You know how that goes with any yep. of the localities and all that. Sure. And then so you get somebody in Indonesia. Yeah, you get somebody like Dan from DM Exotics. Uh, he was just on. Actually, he did. Uh, two shows this weekend he did the uh corrales radio and then he did gtp keeper radio Damn. but uh um, yeah that's right he did yeah, all over the place <laughs> but uh no i mean the cool thing is is like he talks about that like i think he went to kofi out and uh when he went there you know the green trees were green not yellow like what we think <laughs> <you know? laughs> and uh he was just talking about the variability um just within that same you know you would go to sarong i think he was up in this the Sarong area or the, uh, yeah, I think so. And, you know, what we see as a Sarong completely different, uh, you know, when you're there in the wild, but how badass yeah. would that be, man? To see a chondro in the wild. I hope we see one when we go to Australia, but Holy shit. You're not allowed to mention that anymore. Stop it. You're not allowed to mention that anymore. Yeah. So cool. All right. Um, let's see. What else do we got, Owen, that we want to hit on? So you, you're working with tree bows too? Uh, is that just a one-off I, thing? or? 
Yeah, is I that have a newer thing? No, I've had them for a while. They're just they're just kind of there. I don't really put <laughs> too much effort in to try to breed them. They're right. uh, you know just one of those projects you get. And all right, I got all this other stuff going on, you know, but they're cool snakes. You know, I, I like them. They're. Uh, I did the same thing. I had uh, two Amazon tree boas, and I'm like, here you go, guys, hang out. And I actually got locks, but I never got babies. But, you know, they're, yeah, they're that's, cool things. Yeah, that's been my thing. Yeah, I've paired mm-hmm. them probably three or four times, and it's the same thing. I'll get locks, and that's about it. So Yeah. You know, I don't think I cared good. enough to figure it out. So <laughs> right. it was like the, I know I'm missing something, but eh. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, well, they're old, too. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I, I have no idea. <laughs> they're at least eight or nine. So Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I've had them for a while. Uh, like, and I saw something that you had in the cage. It was kind of like you took uh looked like a drain spout, almost. You kind of, like, caught a hole in it. And <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, that was, a, uh, that was like an experiment thing that I was trying. Uh I was seeing how that would go as far as they'd want to go in there. Like they were going into a a tree, like a hollowed out tree or something. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought, hey, it'd be cleaner than cork bark or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out that they do like it, and they also like to uh, make a huge mess in it, and then it all spouts down, goes down the side of the cage, and ended up being way more trouble than it's worth. So I just ended up screwing uh-huh. some branches in there from outside that was the end of that gotcha. i thought it was a good idea at the time you know yeah but that's how you learn right hey experiment you gotta experiment you gotta figure yeah. this is how we figure out shit so, i remember yeah. i posted that when uh i posted that in the one of the amazon groups when i did it you know just trying to get some ideas and stuff and bounce bounce it off people and everyone was kind of like you know what the hell are you doing <laughs> and <you> know, <laughs> I don't know. It makes sense to me, so I'm going to try it anyway. Right. And I get it now. <laughs> I get what they're saying. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, so, obviously, both you guys, we talked about Daytona a little bit at the beginning, but, uh, you know, how was the show? And, you know, I, well, I think – go ahead, Owen. Well, Billy has the uh, the the um, vendor perspective. I mean, like, how was it as – a vendor and was this your first show vending or is, have you done these before this was this was my first show vending ever holy crap dude and <laughs> yeah well i've been going to daytona since 2002 i haven't uh i think i missed one i missed 13 because i was in school but mm-hmm. i've been to every single one you know besides that and you know when i started this whole collection thing one of my goals was to vend daytona i wanted that to be my first one a little nostalgic for me and stuff and uh yeah finally did it this year and seeing the other side of it it was it was amazing it was a really good experience uh my buddy steve casino he was the one that was right next to me uh steve's morphs he helped me out a whole bunch because i forgot a whole bunch of shit you know i don't i didn't know what i was doing I thought I'd just show up, put some snakes on the table, and, you know, get to work. (laughs) Right. A lot more to it. A lot more to it. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But as far as the show, um, I got to get away a couple times. I didn't get to see everything. But what I've noticed, like when I first started going to the show, you know, in the early 2000s, it was 
It was big. It was really big. Um, mm-hmm. Like 600 tables, tons, like, stuff. I remember seeing stuff that I don't think we can even legally have anymore. Like, it, And they had a Venomous show, too, that was part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kind of the heyday. You hear all the old-timers talk about it. And, oh, it's, you know, it'll never be as good as it used to be. You know, there's always those guys. And uh, I've noticed the past probably three or four years, it's slowly getting better to where you're getting more variety and, you know, it's more than, no offense, but more than ball pythons and geckos and boas and stuff. You know, it's more diversified and the species that are out there because you know, I think a lot of people don't realize how many animals we can have, you know. Right. So mm-hmm. it's very good to, to see that and to see the other side of it. It was it was a really good time. Now, did you – did you kind of notice with the going to Daytona, have there been a lot of changes with what was going on there uh, with all the legislation stuff? I know, I know Florida is kind of a odd state when it comes to a lot of snakes and monitor restrictions and stuff like that. Oh yeah. The, the Lacey Act had a big hit. Yeah. Um, I actually did see some retics, which I, did I was too. surprised about. Uh, usually I'd only see them from Chris. Uh, I forget his last name. Starts with a C. He's out of Gainesville. Uh, oh, usually uh, he'll have some mystic exotic mystic reptiles. Mystic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. he always has some, and he has some really nice stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. I've noticed since that has been passed, he hasn't been coming out as much. Uh, but yeah, it it definitely hurt. Uh, even all the shows here in Florida, you know, you hear a lot of people that got out of it so like there's so many restrictions like you know what's the point anymore mm-hmm. so but I, uh, I i did see some animals that said that they would only be sold to people who had uh the certain permits that would allow them to uh have these animals i think somebody was selling uh anaconda and yeah, they had to be yeah. yeah they had to be sold this and like it had it all over the place so it's good that it hasn't stopped anything but, you know, it's also sucky that it has to be a thing, so. Yeah, well, it's, y'all know what it is. It's the whole mm. politicians and trying to, you know, capitalize on the whole Everglades thing. And yeah. that's what ended up coming out of that. But So that's why when I hear, uh, hear Eric talking about all these, you know, big snakes he has, African rocks and berms and stuff like that. I'm like, man, that'd be nice just to go out and get some of those. Or in, yeah, <laughs> we're in Pennsylvania. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, there's nothing stopping us. You want a mamba? I can get a mamba tomorrow. But, you know, it's <laughs> like, um, but I, I mean, like, that's it's just cool. Now, there, for this being your first show, I mean, how do you think it went? Because, you know, you're in the club of crazies that probably one of the biggest shows to be your first show vending. And to be honest, with your setup and the way you were kind of conducting everything, I did not think it was your first trip out. So, you know, oh, in my opinion, you did good. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, because I've seen, like, Eric, Eric's first show was at Tinley Park. And I've seen people kind of try to follow him with that, and it doesn't go well. So how do you think it went as your first show? Well, the as far as the show itself, I, I thought it went well. I had a great time, and 
I really wasn't expecting to sell anything, you know, especially yeah. with nobody knowing me and all mm-hmm. that. And, you know, made a couple sales, uh, talked to people. That was the funnest part to me because right. whenever I'd go to a show uh, <clears throat> as a spectator, you know, even if I saw like big carpet guys and stuff, I'm just, I'm kind of shy at first and I, I'd never had the balls to go up and be like, Hey, I'm Billy. You know, what's going on? I know you from here. And, you know, I wouldn't be that guy. So it was really cool to meet a lot of the guys. Like when I met Owen, that was really cool. Um, when I met, he's a cool guy. Uh, I hear that. Owen. Yeah. yeah it was all right. He's a he didn't naive. want to hang out with us afterwards, but no, nah, he left immediately. Uh, was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, met, I met Ian and Kohler and KJ and, um, uh, Jacob, uh, Jacob Bratz and, Casey Cannon. I met a lot of cool guys, so uh, it was a really good time. I thought it went well. Uh, definitely blew my expectations out of the water, uh, and I am still recovering <laughs> from that show. <laughs> I am surprised how tired you get by you know vending a show. I was not expecting that part. It, it knocks you out. I mean, I'll, I'll admit it. it you kind of just want to lay down, <laughs> but you know. And yeah, yeah. Especially with a show, especially with a show that you have to now go out and drink and party afterwards. It's like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, I was even good about that. Like, you know, I did a little bit, but I didn't go overboard. Man, it's still, yeah. I still feel like an old guy. Like, well, it's not like this yet. Matt Minatola's <laughs> thing is um, always party like you sold something, even if you didn't. So you know, and that's, that's good advice. That's that is good, good advice. advice. Yeah. <laughs> What was the advice, Owen? You broke up. I couldn't always. The what? advice was always um, party like you sold something. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you remember? Yeah. Remember you were saying that the entire freaking time, right? Yeah. I'm gonna eat like I sold something. It's like all right. Well, it's, <laughs> I think it was because he sold a lot and we sold. Well, no, something. it was the first year he didn't sell. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> that second year he was like you know pimping second all year, around. He did like, sell everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he should, man. I mean, he, he deserves it. He's the freaking Borneo king, uh, in my opinion. Another thing I noticed, and I've heard you guys talk about this. I uh, mm-hmm. I reached out to a couple guys. I think Eric Hernandez and Stephen Katz, and I was like, "Hey, you know, I'm about to do my first show. You know, give me some advice." And uh, they gave me some really good advice. And one of the main things was, you know, always be standing and talk to people. Like be yep. uh-huh. like engage people, you know, and you know I thought that was a no brainer, and I think it was Sunday before the show started, and I'm you know trying to make my rounds real quick, seeing if there's you know anything I like, and <laughs> I hear uh, some some older guy, you know, he's bitching about oh these damn snakes aren't moving, they don't they don't sell, I'm never coming back, I'm not doing this again yet. The whole show, he's sitting down on his phone the whole time, you know not engaging anybody and i've heard you guys talk about that before and i just i thought of that and i was laughing to myself like well, you know yeah. what do you expect you know so i oh man i was doing an oak show and the guy behind me was selling rats and about halfway through the show he's sitting in a chair and he literally falls asleep and he's <laughs> asleep behind his table and i of course am doing the rest of the show rest of the show and then end of the show comes, he wakes up and he's like, crappy show. And I'm like, how the hell would you know? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, what? <laughs> it's like, 
Well, maybe if you were conscious, like you could have sold some shit. So it, yeah. So it all depends on what you put out there. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it was good to see that firsthand. Yeah. And yeah, I know it was my first one, so you know, I'm excited. So you know, of course, I'm going to talk to every single person and to see that I'm like, well, what do you expect, man? You know, like I'm some seasoned guy or something. <laughs> right. 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 Well, I mean, the cool thing is, is like, I think for me, when you're at a show, you, it, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like grabbing people as they walk by. I'm not, I don't have that type of personality where I'm like, Hey man, want to buy a carpet? They're the coolest snakes ever. You know, like that kind of thing. You mean you can't but be like, a used car salesman? This baby. No. The baby no, right no. here. <laughs> yeah. Check it out over here, man. Coastal yeah. carpets. They're very, very rare. You know? And no. Eric's got a trench coat. He's like, you need some hygiene? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I think I think once you get people and they come up and they're talking to you and like, dude, that's just the coolest thing when you have somebody else that's excited about what you do, you know, and like, I, that's the cool part of it. And why I, if you're sitting down in a chair, like, I don't know, maybe people, you know, maybe people, as much as we think people are rude today, um, you know, they're not going to be rude and just walk up and start talking to you. You, you know what I mean? Like if you're sitting there on your yeah. phone or whatever, they're going to just keep well, I, walking. I've yeah. been going to shows, you know, long enough to where I've seen the different types of vendors and, you know, I've heard all the lines and, you know, me being a, a younger guy, and especially when I was a lot younger, you know, just hearing the stuff guys would try to, you know, tell me and convince me of, you know, I'm like, okay. You know, so I was trying to not be, that guy and I think I did all right with that. I wasn't trying to blow smoke up anybody's ass or anything like that. So like you right. said, it's just cool to it's just cool to just talk carpets with people and uh honestly, Jacob and Casey, those guys know they know a lot. Like I was just yeah. talking genetics with Casey and I'm like, Holy crap, man <laughs> I'm like, this guy knows his shit. Yeah, really Casey tough. and I were talking bread lie and shit. It was uh he's got a lot of stuff that we were talking about, so yeah, I'm sure it was the, some of the same stuff. He's got some good things brewing over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a cool guy, for sure. Um, I, I, I'm a little jealous from the plans that Ian Bissell was getting together for the uh, next year's Carpet Fest for you guys down there. Um, oh, yeah, it was kind of a, if you were at the meeting, you, you'd be... Yeah, the, I was not there, but I still... <laughs> But I still you got it. One job, I am man. Owen, shut up. All right, because I got the info. I just had to get it the next day. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was like the first order of business. It was, hey guys, sorry, Owen's not here. We're not cool enough for him. To oh goddammit! <laughs> you know, I may uh, throw something in Ian next time I see him. So, Jesus. Oh, that's cool. But, but, but yeah, they yeah, got the, the they stuff we were talking stuff. about. Yeah, the stuff we were talking about, if it pans out, it's it'd be a really cool time. That's for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. I may have to bring my Hobbit and come back down for that. So. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm going to try to make the uh, the uh, Carpet Fest tour this year since they're doing it in February. I, I that should not be an issue for me to go. So count yeah, count well. me in at this moment. Um, okay. But. Uh, it's recorded. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was funny last night, right? Um, 
I'm walking around and I had some drinks or whatever and I'm sitting there and I'm talking to my wife and she's, you know, she, somehow we got on the topic of carpet fest and I'm like, it's crazy that she's going to hate me. Why? No, no, no. We may have I, to host I, it at your house again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't told her that yet. Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I didn't want to tell her today. Like, I don't you want know, to be the person come to home that. and the house smells like rodents and shit. You know, dead rodents. Kind of. <laughs> Probably not but, the best uh, time to do that. <laughs> no, not a good time. Um, so we'll just we'll we'll wean into that. We'll work later on that later. On. Later. Yeah. Later. <laughs> anyway, it's it's crazy to think like. Uh, this is I don't know how to say this and not sound like an idiot, but, you know, a lot of times that people think that they can't affect the hobby in a positive way. Right. Uh-huh. And just by doing one little thing, you know, that, you know, me and Owen have this genius idea that we think back in 2012 or 2011, whenever it was. And it, look what it's become. And, and it's it's only brought the, uh, you know, reptile community together you know it's like wow that's a pretty cool thing you know and i don't know it just i guess i never really thought about it but of course when i had one too many cocktails then all of a sudden you know i become the i love you man i love you man <laughs> i think we all can tell you that <laughs> but uh it no it's crazy man and and it's I don't know, man. It's just, it's just a cool feeling. And, and when I see like, you know, now there's going to be one in the UK and, you know, I don't know. It's just badass. But anyway. Well, yeah. And uh, you guys, uh, you guys have ahead, done, man. yeah, you guys have done a lot, especially, you know, for the community on its own, but especially for the Morelia community, you know, just this podcast, you guys have been keeping up with it for this long and, you know, the carpet fest and like you were saying how big it's getting and how many people it's bringing together and how much money they're raising and all that. Like, like you said, you guys yeah. definitely have a big impact on the hobby. So hats off to you guys. Isn't that sure. terrifying? Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I know. They left well, us I mean, in charge, Alan. Jesus yeah. Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> Why? We really should not, you know, be left unsupervised, but um, it was funny because I was talking to somebody at the show who said like, you know, he's like, Oh dude, I, I really enjoyed the episode you had with cam. You know, it was really freaking great. You guys are doing a great job because how many, how long have you guys been doing that? And I'm like, well, then October will be Jesus Christ, seven years. So like, and I said that out loud. So it's like, yeah, that was, that was right in front of my table. That was pretty oh, good. <laughs> Holy shit, right, man. Good. That's right around the corner. I know. Wow, <laughs> wow man. Time goes fast. Jesus. Holy shit. So we have a seven year old anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So here's the question, uh, Billy, you did the show. What did you take from it that you would maybe do differently or some advice that you could throw out there of somebody that's going to vend their, their show, like after the show, what Mm -hmm. do you think? Um, I, I mean, not to sound like I'm fooling myself or anything, but, I took more pride in just talking to people mm-hmm. than me trying to sell a snake. Like there mm-hmm. wasn't one person, even people that bought snakes that I was trying to push it on them. I'm just sitting there talking carpets with it, with them. They, uh, people that were interested in the Jags, you know, I went into the Jag gene and 
what could possibly happen, you know, the neuro stuff. I'm trying to explain everything so they fully understand what they're getting into. And mm-hmm. I may have cost myself a sale or two doing that, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, that's not that's not what I'm here to do. I'm not here to just move snakes out. I'm here to, you know, make the hobby good for whoever purchases a snake from me, you know, and uh, just be yourself and don't, the sales will happen, you know, they're, it's not the end-all, be-all. You know, that, that'd be my advice. Don't worry about the money part of it. If you're worried about that in this hobby, you, you might as well just get out because you're going to be right. in the hole, you know, from the right. start anyway. Uh, yeah, it's so true. So what's the – here's a, here's an off-the-wall question. One piece mm-hmm. of equipment that you're glad you brought, and then the next follow-up question is, what piece of equipment will you make sure you have next time? Did you add? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Definitely forgot some stuff. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, we all? Piece of, the piece of equipment I am very happy I got. And it was my buddy, Steve, that it was the first thing he told me when I told him I was going to vend the show. He told mm-hmm. me to get some of those mats that yeah! you can get for like a weight room. Yeah. Oh Yeah. I was so Genius. happy I had those. Yeah, yeah. me and my girlfriend, towards the end of the show, we both looked at each other and we're like, you know what, we're hurting, but these yeah. these mats saved us because we'd be you know, a whole lot worse shape. You know, I busted mine out at a tin, at the Tinley show, the first one I vended with Eric, and I just mm-hmm. bought them, and Jason Balin's like, you sissy, these are, and like halfway through the show, he's coming two tables over <laughs> to stand on them. I'm like, what yes. is this? He goes, I like them. They feel comfy. I'm like, you uh-huh. So, you know, they, that is the best move. I, and it took me years to figure that shit out. So definitely good move there. So Yeah, that was, that was one thing that was conveyed to me. Make sure you do this. And I listened and I'm happy I did. Nice. Uh, yeah, and then a piece of equipment to bring uh, that I forgot. Hmm, put me on the spot with that one. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I mean, you know, like I forgot little things like uh, like a sheet to cover them at night and, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do that maybe... and I just rely on Eric. You know, I make him, he's got <laughs> extra shit that he knows I forget. So, yeah. There you go. So it's basically you bringing it because you know Eric's going to... Yeah, exactly. You. Uh, you know, yeah, it's fine. I don't need to worry about it. He's got it. So... <laughs> uh, probably probably say lights. I didn't do lights. I didn't have lights. I didn't have a banner, you know, behind me or anything. Maybe just to add to it. It's not anything mm-hmm. you need per se, but, you know, I didn't want to go completely all out on my first show, you know. No, but uh, that's smart because all that stuff can be added piecemeal. and And I guarantee you... Like six years from now, the stuff you have will be completely different than the stuff you started with. I mean, like, and that's just how it goes. So, oh, I already got different ideas for different setups, and it it never ends. Yeah. You guys know that. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm always curious to get you know because I think. You know, that's one of the cool things is like talking shop when it comes to that stuff. And like sometimes you think that you have everything you need, but then you're in a situation you're like, oh, shit. I remember Owen one time he's reading off like this list of stuff that he has in his box. And I'm like, what the mm. hell do you need all this shit for, man? What are you doing? <laughs> I, just I, there's more case. shit for me to lug, you know? Yeah. And like, 
it would be some random thing. You'll be like, uh, do you have blah, blah, blah? And it'd be like, yes, I have one of those. I'm like, God damn yeah. it. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, my show, <laughs> my show buck is an old lady purse. It has everything yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. You know, come on. Exactly. <laughs> uh, one I forgot. Yeah. Uh, a utility cart. I uh, yeah. did not have one of those. And I was lucky. My buddy had one that I could borrow, but I know I definitely need to invest in one of those. But yeah, I want to be hoofing it with all my displays. Or a show bucket yeah. with wheels on it and one of those collapsible hand trucks. Totally how that yeah. was. I did it for my first couple. So so here's my next question. I notice you have sort of the similar type of, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, acrylic displays is what I have with the black. What do you use for mm-hmm. the bottom? Do you go straight black or do you have some kind of something in the bottom what 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 did you what this, was your approach this show i i just went straight black on the bottom i didn't put anything on them uh mm-hmm. i think the next show my buddy he had uh he printed out his logo on pieces of paper that's what i did there, so that's yeah, what i did <laughs> yeah i'm definitely gonna do that because the first yeah. morning i got to the show a little late and I'm like mm-hmm. stressing because I'm trying to clean out, you know, displays that got messed, you know, during the night. And mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel the pressure a little bit because I don't want to be cleaning displays when people first see me. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think the next time I'll definitely put something in there that's easy to take out and, you know, just throw away and put a new one in. Yeah, I have the cloth paper liners that are cut for ARS acrylics. A couple of places sell them, um, and it's kind of—it's not—it's black, but it's a very light black. Um, but Eric has his logo printed so that when people take pictures of snakes, you see the EB Morelia logo, and I've always liked that. But I'm too damn lazy to cut like construction paper or something with <laughs> rope no. logos on it. So yeah, here's the secret. Here's the secret. okay. You stickers. go and you order yourself some stickers. Right? Damn it! <laughs> then you go. There it is. <laughs> you go to um, what did I get? Office Max or something like that, and you nah. get like heavy card stock. That well, I got uh-huh. black, right? Because that's right. the theme of my stuff. And yeah. you just put the sticker on it. There you go. Easy as can be. Mm. Super simple. Genius. Yeah. yeah. Genius. So there you go. <laughs> it just it's. It just made it really easy rather than going and get stuff printed and I can make them make new ones all to whim, you know, and like you can, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. super cheap too, man. I mean, the stickers were like, I don't know, 25 bucks. And then the uh, card stock was like maybe $10 or something like that. Super, super Matt, cheap. Do you put the sticker up front or in the middle or in the back? I put the sticker towards the front. Right. Because the snakes have yeah. a habit of going towards the back. back. <laughs> Probably because yep. we put that heat rope on the back. Yeah, so they go towards the back. The heat cable. Yeah. Yes. So, cool. So, how was the uh, the the traffic? Foot traffic. A lot of people coming through at uh, Daytona, or? Yeah, I don't know the exact number, uh, but I saw one guy posted. One of the vendors said that attendance was up. 30% from last year. So, uh, yeah, I don't know the exact number, but there was steady traffic the whole time. 
in both days. Okay. There wasn't really okay. too much dead time that I could tell. So here would be the next question. Interesting carpets, up, down, maybe it's the same, new people getting into them, questions about them? Uh, it seemed it seemed like the people that knew what they were looking at mm-hmm. appreciated that there was, you know, actually somebody there that was specializing in them. Um, I got a lot of, oh, thank God, something different. You know, mm-hmm. got that a couple times. Uh, and then the other side was people that didn't know but were interested. And then, you know, I was able to introduce them to them. And, you know, I could bring out a, a bigger animal and let them hold them and, you know, talk about them and stuff. And you could see the wheels turn in, so who knows for next time. Uh, and then some people that are just, they just had no idea. Uh, a couple of people thought they were boas. They're like, what kind of boas are these? Like, no, <laughs> no. Or what kind of ball python through these? What morph is this? Like, oh goodness. Mm. Yeah, okay. I was. Yeah, it was. It was better than I expected. Like I said, with me being new to the show and um, just having carpets, you know, because there were were carpets there, but there weren't, yeah. you know, guys that were specializing in them. It was more guys that would buy a couple clutches off of people and. It's just something to fill some spots in their table. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was, uh, I'd say, I, I have nothing to base it off of, honestly, <laughs> with it being my first one. So I'll say it was up. I'll say interest was up. Well, that's good. And, I mean, I assume you're preparing to either do shows near you or you're definitely going to sign up for Daytona next year, right? Oh, for sure. If I have a good season, I'll I'll be there again. I'm already signed up for a local show here in November. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm probably not going to do every single one because there's damn near a show here every month or two. You know, between Tampa, Orlando, Kissimmee, Sarasota, it's, Repticon is all over the state. So uh, I probably won't do every single one, but I'll definitely be out there. Awesome. So... Owen's going to hit you with the, you know, the, the tough questions. questions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> All, right, All right. Let's hear him. All right. So, Billy, if you could own any reptile without limitations, whether they be price, law, or anything else, what would it be and why would you want it? Albino blackhead. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Don't even have to think about it. The first time I saw a picture of one of those, what was it from Pyatt? Is that how you say his name overseas? I think so. Yeah. I yeah. saw when he had some, and I don't, I can't tell you why. I am just super drawn to that snake. It, uh, it's gorgeous in my opinion. The white head and the, the yellow and white bands all the way down. Uh, yeah, blackheads are awesome as it is, and then you mm. make them. Albino, I, that'd be the one. There, there were a few blackheads at the show. Were you at all tempted to take the plunge with them? Uh, it's a space thing with those mm-hmm. right now. Uh, whenever I can expand and get a uh, EB Morelia factory thing going with eight <laughs> different buildings, I will definitely have some blackheads. That's for sure. Nice. That is awesome. All right. So, 
if you could go and herp anywhere in the world, where would you want to go and what would you be hoping to find? Australia and carpet python. Damn it. Uh, what, Eric, what Eric's doing is, I mean, that's the dream trip. It's, yeah. I mean, I can only imagine walking up somewhere and seeing a carpet just hanging out in a tree, you know, right where you're walking. That'd be amazing. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, it is going to be one crazy. Day, one day. I'm excited to hear about how your trip goes, Eric. That's for sure. Uh, Hopefully you guys yeah. find a lot of stuff. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure you But I doubt it's so like rich with animals. I, I really doubt that would happen. But anyway, uh, he's gonna end up going, and he's gonna he's gonna have so much stuff. He'll have pictures he forgets to show us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like everything else, right? <laughs> no, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna be. I can't. I can't imagine what it's gonna be like to see a carpet python. In the wild, you know, well, like I, just, I also imagine you're gonna pull out your phone and be like, "What the hell is the temperature?" Because you're gonna want to know. <laughs> and I bet you it's something that blows our minds too, like you know, something nuts. Yeah, I, yeah, I just that'll be a cool experience, definitely. Yeah, I, it's like one of those things, man. I, I just, I don't know. I, I just can't imagine how cool, you know, and then I heard Dan on, I think it was GTP Keeper Radio, he was talking about he's going to be doing trips to, you know, hopefully like Indo. And if he's looking yes. for chondros and he's down in that area, you know, I can't imagine what it would be like to find an IJ in the wild. <laughs> I mean. Oh, yeah, that'd dude, be cool. That'd be holy really hell, cool. man. You know, he's not to take out nothing. a few videos. He yeah. put out a few videos of him, you know, herping and stuff, but you never see him with uh, any carpets over there. You've seen green no. trees, you've seen some of the old world rats and stuff. Uh, the videos he has from the Indo farm are amazing. Uh-huh. That that place is out of control. But yeah, he never sees yeah. carpets for whatever reason. Yeah, maybe he he's maybe I don't know. Maybe he hasn't been over that way or whatever. But you know, I I just think of like. He's got to be, he's got to be able to go that area. You would think that down in that area would be somewhat easy to get to, uh, but yeah. And then you got scrubs on top of it, and you know chondros, and who knows what else? Uh, maybe even Bigfoot, if you know, if he's over. No, there. no, <laughs> no. I'm sure Bigfoot is out there. No, yeah, yeah. For sure. no, no. Now it now it's got multiple continents in its range. Shut up. Ah, uh, yeah, there's, man. Well, there's multiple ones. There's more than no, one. Stop, to put. stop, yeah. Billy. How do people get in touch with you? <laughs> and, and what See, is the best way to follow you? <laughs> so, the uh, best way to get in contact with me right now is through Facebook. Um, you can message me through my page, Uobami Reptiles. Um, you could friend across me i don't have a whole bunch of friends so i have plenty of room for anybody who wants to contact me uh what i learned another thing i learned this weekend apparently i need to get an instagram account i got told that by like 30 people uh so <laughs> yeah so i'll be doing that in the next couple of weeks uh besides that that's about it facebook makes it really easy to contact 
anybody. So awesome. sure does. It's the easiest way to do yeah. it. Yeah, I know I bug Eric all the time. So nah, that's cool. I man. do too. <laughs> I, I I bug Eric every Tuesday at nine. So you know. Yeah, yeah I keep owing two two hours a week. That's it. You know. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's only so much you can take. You only know? so much you can handle. Yeah. But, uh, dude, it, this is, it's been an awesome thing and it's cool to have, uh, the perspective of someone who's still, uh, kind of getting into it, uh, as far as the vending and stuff. So, uh, and it was definitely great, uh, meeting you and catching up with you at the Daytona. So this has been awesome. Yeah. Same, same here. Thank you guys for having me. I, I really appreciate it. It's been a fun time. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll be watching. Uh, like got some cool projects coming up for sure. No pressure, yeah. no pressure with the watching. <laughs> that apparently, we're right. doing. Yeah. So, but as, a fellow I, as, but, fellow, as a fellow IJ guy, you know, I mean, come on. Stop it! Yeah, stop, sure. stop recruiting them. Good stuff. Stop yeah. recruiting yeah. them into your camp. Yeah. yeah, maybe I can pry some from you in a year. <laughs> Yeah, I'm about to. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I can't keep them all, man. I can't keep them all. As much as I'd like, like to. You there are like four people off the top of my head right now that I could name. That if Eric was like would like post on his Facebook big IJ sale coming tomorrow, like they would message him within like four, five seconds, something like that, and be like, "What are you selling?" So like, you know, you know, I imagine now you're on that list. So. Oh yeah, I've been on there that list. I've, I've been watching. Yeah. That's for sure. We may yeah, need to conduct an experiment to see who gets there first. My money's on Steve Katz, but we'll see. So, <laughs> oh, Steve, yeah, Steve gets yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, he gets everything. I'll post a he's picture a just like showing something off, and you know if he likes it, he's like, "How much?" <laughs> like, hey man, <laughs> like, come on, bro. We're not, uh, Whoa, not for sale yet? Yeah, he's, right. he's not shy about it. Everybody got a price. He's done that to me like ten <laughs> times, man. What are you talking about? I just like, hey, check uh, out this IJ. How much? I'm not selling it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Come so on, I'm not man. the only one. He does that to everybody. <laughs> Eric doesn't sell shit. So <laughs> you must have me confused with the other guy. I'm not now. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, keep us posted, man. And we'll be watching, and uh, you know, we'll have you back again. You know. Keep it going. So, awesome. I'd love awesome that. I'd love that. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. All right. Have a good night, man. Later. Yep. You guys, too. Thank you. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I know you're probably uh, tired, Owen. So, uh, eh, I'm always yeah. tired. I mean, you know, <laughs> some somewhere between season two and three, I got old. So, you know, it's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll jump off. The, what the hell is going on next week? Cause I'm reading the notes and that just oh, looks dude. insane. Yeah. Why, so, why are you doing this to me? So, yeah, you better get your, uh, your, your book out for some studies, man, because, Jesus uh, Christ. next week we have the, I, I don't know how to explain it other than, uh, Here's a way. It's like the Beatles of genetics. Shut up. It's coming to talk with us. I mean, you can't get any better than this. Well, you have Travis. I mean, Travis Wyman, if you don't know who the guy is, 
what the hell, man? Because when it yeah. comes to genetics, I mean, this is what he does for a living. Plus, he's a pretty freaking awesome baker. But that's well, yeah. Him. But with the <laughs> they, the people the people can't eat his stuff when they're listening to the podcast. So we're gonna yes. put that off to the side. But yeah. if you come to the Northeast Carpet Fest, he he, he feeds us. So anyway, yeah. Um, so so you got Travis Wyman, and then right, then you have Warren Booth, which again, right. I mean. Dude, you can't, you can't really. What can you say about Warren? I mean, the same way he's doing these studies and he's working with all this Python stuff, and you know, he, I mean, he he knows his stuff. Um, right. And then you got the three guys that made the complete carpet Python: Nick, Justin, and Ben. I mean, come on, man. I mean, this is like a solid roundup. This is going to be crazy. Two of them are doctors. It's like yeah, I mean yeah. Yes. <laughs> so. so basically, the episode will be me and Owen saying nothing, and those guys complete morons, <laughs> complete morons interview very intelligent people. Yeah, yeah. That's what the show will be. Exactly. Pretty much what every show is. So tune in next week for some yeah, more but, Morelia fights. Already, anyway. But a lot of times we can hide the fact that we're more. No, no, no. You know there what I mean? No hiding this time. This is, right. It'll be full for hi everyone, and then it's gonna be yeah. shut up you, and then they're just gonna yeah. talk. So right, yeah. So okay, so some of the uh, some of the topics uh, du jour, as it will, uh, would be obviously simple stuff like codominant. What does that really mean? Oh my god, we're gonna bring up the Xanax stuff, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, no. Um, well. It's one of those things, man. I mean, like we're going to talk about it. These are the guys that understand this shit. We, I, I mean, be honest, man. Everybody out there that has an opinion on Exanic, do you have science to back it up? No, I don't think so. Are you a so after this? So after this episode, we can say, shut the fuck up. Listen to what they're saying. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just. I love how this is slowly turning into an episode that you made out of frustration over all the crap you're reading. Because <laughs> you do that every once in a while. We were like, yes. screw it. We're doing an episode. I'm like, all right. right. So there was also some te- there's also some talk out there about het. What does that mean, heterozygous? So we're going to get uh, it some. A, it means it's a carrier. That's, I know that. There we go. Like, <laughs> so here's somewhere some of the confusion comes in. Like, you know, okay. if it has a marker, does it be, is it still het? You know, like, uh, oh I mean, you take God. something. Okay. So we're going to go All into right. that. Um, no, but talking about thing, having that conversation, is anything going to change? They're still going to call it het with a marker. No, they will. But at least for the people that care, it'll be out there. Um, okay. Proving okay. out a trait. How do you prove out a trait? You know, uh, hmm. allelic complexes, you know, yeah. uh, that's something that we talk about. Um, Warren's going to hit on parthogenesis. Um, and then, you know, one of the things, another topic that came up when it comes to genetics is um, I think I brought hmm. it up on the last episode about, you know, uh, environmental uh, versus her- heritable size, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, uh hmm. I think uh, they're going to talk a little bit about uh, sequencing stuff and what is possible and what is realistic and all that kind of stuff. So um, lots of topics. I think it's going to be a a great episode um, with tons of info. Um, 
I think I saw Ben at Daytona, and I didn't get a chance to talk to him because I think I was talking to somebody, and I saw him just walk by uh, a little bit because I wish I could have talked to him because uh, I do have a bunch of sheds I have to send him. I think he was actually collecting uh, more of them to uh, further his kind of collection of uh, samples. So uh, I do have right. to, I do have to drop him an email at some point soon. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, so that's going to be next week's, next week's show. And then after that, we got some, some cool stuff lined up. I think at some point we already missed August, but we, we got to get the calendar show rolling. Usually we do that. Oh August, my but... God. It is that time, <laughs> but that came Holy and went shit, dude. Oh, we I know. screwed it up already. Yeah. So we're going to start that probably in September. So we'll be a month. Yeah. Behind. Well, we're um, never be ready for October. <laughs> so anyway. And then not even thinking about it, but we're a month yeah. away. I didn't even think about it till you just said it pretty much. We're the, a month away from the, anniversary, the show. uh, anniversary show. So, Holy, Holy shit. Crap. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> so, uh, <That's> enough. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think to date, I think mm. this is probably the best season that we've had for the show. We've had some pretty cool uh, episodes in this uh, season, so you know we try to keep yeah. getting better and better. But it is what it is. Uh, yeah. So, um, so uh, what else? Uh, so I wanted to give uh, a shout out to I said a little bit at the beginning of the show, but Reptilinks. Uh, check out their website, Reptilinks dot com. Uh, we did an episode a while back. Uh, I think it was actually last year, but, uh, talking all about it and what they do, um, you know, awesome product, awesome ideas that those guys have over there. Um, and you should check it out. And like I said, uh, being baby season and whatnot, uh, trying to get those babies eaten, check out some of those scents that they got, uh, works miracles. Dude, it's one of those things where, uh, when I was first coming up, everybody had the scent, that would do the trick and it was like chicken broth and like the, the drained water from a tuna can or, you know, mouse guts swirled in water, crap like that. This is, and, and none of that stuff ever worked for me. This is stuff that actually works and is it proven to work and you don't have to do any of the hard work. You just got to order it and it comes to you and they're big vials. And if you keep them frozen, you can use them for a very, very long time and if it's just one of those animals that you need to either get started or move from uh, something like a gecko or a frog to a more easily obtainable food source, those things yeah. are going to last forever. So mm-hmm. I would highly recommend it. Last time I bought, I only did the frog and the gecko. I'm almost out of frog stuff. Um, so when I reorder, I'm just going to get a bunch of frog gecko. I'm just going to buy them all this way. I got it. So yeah, it's a great thing to have. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. For us, MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Our email is info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. If you want to get in touch with us, um, and then, uh, follow us on our Facebook page. Uh, I guess at some point I'll have to make an Instagram for Mariah Python Radio, I guess. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, Might as well. <laughs> right. Another thing to manage. Oh, boy. Yep. <clears throat> but right now we're just on uh, Facebook and Twitter. 
Um, so if you want to follow what we're doing, go check out our Facebook page. It's the best way to, uh, to see what's going on. Um, and then we have, uh, you know, Morelia pick of the week. It's kind of our, uh, home group. If you're into Morelia, that's kind of the place on Facebook to, uh, go and check out what, uh, everybody's got. And even though scrubs and bowlings are not officially Morelia anymore, we still consider them Morelia. So, yes. Yeah. Um, even though scientifically that's not correct, but no, it, it, <laughs> they're not. still in that group because it's a pretty awesome group of people. So, uh, as far as myself, ebmorelia.com, my email is eric at ebmorelia.com, uh, Facebook page, Instagram, YouTube, uh, et cetera. Um, I have babies up for sale on my website and I keep adding more and more. Uh, I just try to get five meals in. I think the next group of, they're actually freaking awesome feeders is the mm-hmm. exanic and the head exanic stuff, uh, mm-hmm. you know, IJs. So if you're looking for that also double hets, exanic granites, uh, they'll be going up. So if you're looking for any of that, you know, reach out to me, dude, the citrus tigers are looking phenomenal. Oh my God. The best I've ever made hands down crazy. And then the red tigers, the patterns yeah. on those are nuts as well. Um, I haven't really taken pictures of them to show them off, uh, just because I've been so busy, but holy shit, man, they're going to be killer. So, uh, I guess if you're interested in any of that kind of stuff, uh, just, uh, reach out to me and, uh, we can make it happen. That's all I got. Awesome. Uh, what I got is you could go to rogue-reptiles.com, but it is still currently down, uh, should be up in the next week or so. Uh, going through the little bit of the redesign stuff, kind of getting the final touches on it and should be up soon. Until then, you can go to and look up Rogue Reptiles on Facebook.com. Anything for sale will be posted up there uh, for you to take a look at. Uh, as far as shows go, I have nothing planned in the near future. I will probably be signing up for a few shows uh, in September and October, and I'll let you guys know as soon as we do that. Uh, and I'll say that's all we got for you tonight. Thank you all for listening, and we're going to catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night. <laughs>